Hi, Sinclair Community Church. My name is Diane Albert. My husband and I, together with our children and their families, have been a part of the community for the last four years. What a privilege it is for me this morning to bring a reflection uh, to you from the Book of Psalms. As you know, as a community, we have been looking at the Book of Psalms. Today, I am looking at Psalm 61 and would love to read Psalm 61 to you. Before I read the psalm, however, there are a few things I'd like to highlight, point out to you. The author, the authors were gifted in music and poetry. They were artists. It is said that the early church used the book of Psalm as their hymnal singing the songs, singing the psalms as uh, back to God. Reading the psalms is like reading other people's prayers. I like to think of the psalms as a prayer diary, a prayer journal. 150 prayers are written there for us. The psalms are deeply honest conversations with God. And I want to think that that's why we love them so. That's why we are drawn to them, because we can identify with the emotions written in the Psalms. Let's look together at Psalm 61. The Psalm reads, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. You will prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. He shall abide before God forever. Oh, prepare mercy and truth, which may preserve him. So I will sing praises to your name forever, that I may daily perform my vows. David starts the psalm off this way. Hear my cry, he says, O God, and attend to my prayer. God, in other words, God, listen to me. Let me have the comfort that you hear me, and in due time you will answer. It is deeply comforting to be heard. I'm sure maybe you have had this exper experience of sharing with someone and knowing that they weren't really listening with you. And if you're like me, you would find that um, rather disconcerting. You'd walk away somewhat sad. I remember one particular incident 
My daughter, I was, uh, she would be around six years old, and I was in our kitchen making, preparing supper. And she came to the kitchen and was chatting with me. And we, I, I don't recall now what the con- conversation was, but in the middle of the conversation, she came to me, she took her little hands, cupped my face, and turned me in the direction of her. Looking straight into my eyes, she said, Mummy, you're not listening to me. I was so surprised. And even to this day, I still smile of the tenacity of that six-year-old. She wanted my full attention. Though David may not have done what Victoria did to me. The intent is still the same. That longing to be heard, the longing to have the comfort that you are heard when you are in trouble. When we come to, when we pray, let us come in confidence that God hears us, and that he will answer. 1 John five fourteen and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, We know that we have the petition that we have asked of him. We, as we look at this particular verse, I'm thinking of how many times no, the word no, N-K-N-O-W stands out. I think God wants us to know that he hears and that He doesn't only hear us, but that he will answer. There is a beautiful quote from A.W. Toza that I love, and it says this, What comes to mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So he's really saying, what we believe about God or baseline assumptions of who he is, is very important. My question to you this morning, do you believe that God hears? Do you believe that he answers? I think we're all on a journey, and there are times when we're full of faith and we fully believe God hears. But there are times when things are really difficult for us and it's hard to believe. Let me remind you this morning, God hears you. He hears your prayers and he will answer you. Another thing that I have uh, gleaned from the psalm is Not only that we should have confidence that God hears us when we pray, but I think that David 
models for us or reminds us that we should continually pray in times of trouble. We should continually bring our petitions and needs before God. It is sometimes difficult when we go through troubling times to come to, in, to, come to God in prayer. It's perhaps the reverse. We run away from God. Yet David in his psalm says, From the ends of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. It's important to note that David was banished from the tabernacle. We're not sure as to whether it was Saul or Absalom, his son, that did the banishing. But David wasn't allowed to be in the tabernacle. He was in exile. Imagine being away from the place where you felt closest to God. And it is in this state of longing to be in that place of nearness to God that he pens these words, God, I feel like I'm at the end of the earth, but even though I'm there, I choose to cry to you. Wow. I don't know that I always run to God like this right away. It takes me a while, maybe. But here's David saying, though I'm at the end of the earth, I want to cry to you. I want to call out to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, and he was clearly saying his heart was overwhelmed, lead me, he said, was his prayer, lead me to you, God. So God, when I am tempted to run away from you in difficulty, would you draw me to yourself? I think we, at this time, uh, living through COVID, many of us could identify with feelings of being overwhelmed, of maybe uh, feeling afraid. We, too, like David, haven't, we, we're not in the place that we love to be in, which is gathering together as a family, a church family, eating together, singing together, worshiping God together. There may be some of you who are out of work, wondering about your finances. Some of you may have lost loved ones during this time of lockdown and have not been able to have a proper funeral to celebrate their life in the way that you think they deserve to be celebrated. For all these reasons and more, you could be feeling overwhelmed. It is my prayer today that you and I would run to God in these times, not away from him. May he be our strong tower, the one that we run to, our safe refuge, our hiding place. 
So I say to you, friends, this morning, fear not, for God is with you. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7, allow me to read this to you. Do not fret or worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Let petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers, letting God know your concerns. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle down on you. It's wonderful what happens when God, when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. So let us run to God during this season. I heard one statement, and forgive me, I don't recall where I heard it, but the line reads like this, to cease to pray is to become a victim of despair. Let us choose rather than running away from God. Let us choose to run to God, knowing that he hears us, knowing that he will answer. Lastly, I'd like to draw your attention to something else that David says in the psalm. Not only is he telling us to uh, continually pray in the times of trouble, to have confidence that God hears us and that he will answer, but he's also saying, let us continue to praise God while we wait. It's one of the most difficult things to do, to praise God when our situations doesn't warrant praise. It is the most difficult thing to do. But as you are aware, true worshippers worship when things are difficult. And this is something that I strive to do. I don't always hit the mark. So I'm looking at David's life and I'm looking at the psalm and he is encouraging us. David says, he recounts the times when God comes true for him. He says, you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. It's so important to remember who God is, who he's been for us. How did he come, come true for us in times past? Too often situations can overwhelm us, so much so that we can't remember the times that God was good to us. We can't recall that he was faithful. In those times when we can't recall, it's easy to lose hope and our faith starts to waver. Let me encourage you this morning by saying, please recount what God has done for you in the past. 
Faithful is who God is. It's not something he puts on and off when he feels like it. It is, it's his nature. God is faithful. Hebrews 13.15 says this, Therefore, let him, let us, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Let me encourage you, friends, to find something, remember something, go back and recount who God has been to you while you wait for him to come through for you at this present time. I'd love to close our time off in prayer. And so let us pray together. Lord, if there are any among us that doubt that you hear their prayers, would you reveal yourself as the one who answers? Lord, for those who have lost their hope and fear is now setting in, would you be their shelter and strong tower? Lord, may our lives and lips be filled with praises, continuous praises. May we, like David, sing praises to your name forever. Amen.